Welcome to Weight Loss for Dentists. I'm Dr. Natanya Brown, a board-certified endodontist and certified life and weight coach. I'm on a mission to help dentists live at their goal weight without relying on deprivation or willpower or even intense workouts. If you want to start making more mindful choices so that you can lose weight permanently and have fun in the process, you're in the right place. Hello, hello, friends. Welcome back. I want to welcome you, and I want to start out by just giving you a quick little update. I feel like I've been traveling so much this fall. Um, Last week, I was actually in Boston for a very quick 24 hours, uh, giving a presentation at Harvard Dental School. And the topic was how to get off the dental treadmill, um, how to process a you know, just the day-to-day stress of being a dentist so that you can live your life on purpose instead of putting out fires and reacting to all the stressors of life in a negative way. And that was such a good time. I I was really honored to be able to present there. And actually, that reminds me that I'm going to be following up that presentation, actually, at Yankee Dental Congress, um, which is taking place at the end of January in Boston. Um, If you're interested to hear me speak live in person and you're in the New England area, come join me at Yankee Dental Congress. I'm going to be presenting twice on January 28th. Um, At 9 a.m., I will be presenting how to get off the dental treadmill, and at 2 p.m., I'll be presenting how to de-stress from a day of dentistry without gaining weight. So both of these are so relevant for us dentists that are so busy taking care of, you know, a million things, wearing a lot of hats, being great at taking care of other people, and then not taking care of ourselves fully. And Of course, if you've been listening to this podcast for any length of time, you know that what I'm teaching you here is way more than, oh my goodness, you've got to lay off the French fries. And instead, I'm helping you to get to the core of what is actually causing you to overeat to begin with, right? And so for many of us, if not almost all of us, a big part of it is how are we actually processing our day-to-day stress? How are we acting when we come home at the end of a long and busy and stressful day? Are we telling ourselves that we deserve to eat all these yummy things and not really paying attention to what's really going to suit us and serve us the best? And that really segues into today's topic. You know, I hear it all the time. After a long day of dentistry, what is it that you're telling yourself that you need? right? For so many of us, I know for, for me, it used to be chocolate, right? In, in any of its forms. I wanted my little chocolate fix. And I would tell myself that I needed it, that I was a chocoholic, or so I thought, right? And so I'm curious for you, on your way home, are you grabbing a latte, telling yourself that you need it? Or are you getting your, yourself home and then pouring yourself a, a glass of wine, telling yourself that you need that in order to cope? Or are you having an extra serving of dinner, for example? What is it? What is it? And did you know that whatever it is, you're creating the desire for it in your brain? And, you know, for so many of us, we kind of think of this idea of, you know, 
a cheat meal. Like if I've been good all week, for example, and not telling myself I need all these things and I've been great at warding off temptations, some of us feel really justified in having a cheat meal. Let's say on Friday or Saturday, right? Once the weekend finally rolls around. All of these things actually factor into the relationship that we create with food, right? The way we talk about food is actually what defines the relationship that we have with it. So I'm kind of curious, how do you think about the foods that you enjoy, right? And did you know that you're actually fully in control around like the amount of desire that you actually have for these foods. Like when we talk about craving, right? Like really wanting to eat something. How do we separate that from true hunger? Now, that's a topic for a whole separate episode, but just really concisely, I want to quickly differentiate between hunger versus a craving. So hunger is a sensation that starts in your stomach. And then eventually there's a signal that's sent up to your brain saying, you know, you need more food now. A craving starts the other way around. A craving starts in your brain. And then there's a couple things that we need to get really clear about this, okay? So when we eat, dopamine is released in our brain. This is totally normal. And there's nothing wrong with this, but we do need to be aware that when we consume foods that are highly processed or have a lot of added sugars, there will be more dopamine that's released in our brain. That's just the facts of the situation. And foods that produce more dopamine in our brain, we find more enjoyable on average, okay? However, the way we think about foods, even before we eat them, before any food has touched our taste buds, the way we think about food has a huge impact on our desire for it. And that part is totally in our control. And that's what I want to talk to you about today. In other words, before even eating anything at all, we can increase or decrease our desire for that food by how we're thinking about it. Okay. So we can increase the anticipation. We can create more and more and more desire for something without even tasting it. So for example, let's say I were to tell myself, you know, I want a chocolate croissant when I get home after a long day of dentistry. And I might start thinking about, you know, the buttery or flaky crust if you can call it a crust, whatever. And the rich, gooey chocolate on the inside. And I might, you know, what, what I might be imagining in my mind is like this really hot and steamy situation, right? Where like the level of desire is really high. I know that sounds funny, but it's not at all unrealistic. So then what happens for so many of us is that we want to lose weight. We go on a diet and then we tell ourselves, well, I'm not going to eat that anymore. I'm going to resist temptation. I'm going to be good. And then we say, but you know, if I'm really good, I'll allow myself to cheat every once in a while, right? So what's the situation that we're creating here? Basically what we're creating is a situation where you know, we enjoy certain foods, but because we've labeled them as bad or 
perhaps the more appropriate way to say it is we've been conditioned to believe that certain foods are bad, then now our level of desire has skyrocketed, right? So the desire for the food is high. Maybe it's even higher because we think it's forbidden, right? Now that we're trying to cut it out, let's say. So the relationship that we have with food, you know, like if we think about it with the analogy of like a dating relationship, okay? You, you might say it's kind of like you're wanting to date this guy. He's super attractive. He's tall. He's dark. He's handsome. Great sense of humor. But, you know, like he's dating someone else. And so in order to be with him, you have to like sneak around on the other person. And it's like this illicit tantalizing situation, right? Like the desire's really high. You keep thinking that you should just be at peace with like the guy you're dating or maybe you're married to, but you, you just can't help but have this like, you know, periodic booty call with Mr. Tall, Dark and Handsome, right? And so in this case, of course, I know this sounds silly, but just work with me with this analogy, okay? Mr. Tall, Dark, and Handsome is all the food that you consider to be off limits, but is so yummy, right? And like the dependable guy that you're married to is like the chicken and broccoli. Not super exciting, but it gets the job done. Is this how you're thinking about food? If so, I just want to let you know this is a lose-lose scenario. It does not have to be like this, okay? What if instead you could create the relationship that you really want with food? A healthy and also exciting relationship where you could just get to decide how much variety, how much spice, how much novelty, how much reliability and stability and routine you got, right? Like most of us actually want a combination of different things, right? And the the ratios might be different for each of us. So you could simply look at the foods that you enjoy eating, the foods that you want to be eating on maybe a regular rotation and which foods you want to eat from time to time. And, and you know, don't just focus on how the food t- like hits your taste buds, but look at the full effect of the food to determine and help you determine how often you want to be having it. So for example, for me, I can tell you I like ice cream. But ice cream doesn't, like, love me back, okay? I usually get a stomach ache when I eat ice cream. It's really sad, but it's the truth. So I can enjoy ice cream, but I'm probably not going to tell myself, like, oh, my gosh, I love it so much, and it's so delicious. Okay, it's specifically coffee ice cream. There's certain coffee ice creams I just find super, super yummy. But even coffee ice cream is going to give me a stomach ache more than likely, right? So if I'm going to eat it, I'm going to, number one, make sure that it's like the yummiest kind. Like I'm going to taste it first. I'm going to make sure I really like it. And then if I'm going to actually have some of my own, I'm going to have a small quantity, maybe one scoop. Sometimes I've even been known to throw away some of it, okay? And, And not even finish it. And no, it's not because it's not yummy but because the stomach ache afterwards just isn't going to be worth it for me. And so I know that I would be fooling myself if I were to up the ante and, you know, just only focus on how delicious it tastes. I would end up overeating it, right? 
And so it also wouldn't be that helpful for me to think of ice cream in terms of it being off limits or forbidden, right? Or thinking that, oh, I've been good this week, so I can cheat. It's okay if I have two scoops of the coffee ice cream, just this once. It's not that big of a deal. Do you see how that doesn't do me any favors? I'm not cheating myself at all. I'm still going to get a stomach ache if I eat two scoops of it. Now, I'm just using the quantities as an example for myself personally. I'm not telling you that you can never eat two scoops of ice cream. Please look at the bigger message of what I'm saying and don't get caught up with the details, right? What I'm telling you is to stop upping the ante on foods that don't serve you. Be honest. Look at the full effect of things. You might be thinking now that you don't get any negative consequences or like physical, like negative symptoms from overeating. And yet, if you're overweight, then you're acknowledging you want to lose weight and at a minimum, you need to be honest and look at the effects of the food. Look at the effects of eating certain foods in the quantities and frequencies that you're eating them. Is it helpful for you? Yes or no, right? It truly can be that simple. And so there's no such thing as an actual cheat meal. Like you can't somehow fool or bypass your GI system. Okay. So if you're using this kind of language in your vocabulary, as you talk about foods and certain meals that you really enjoy, I just want you to erase it. You can't cheat yourself, but what you can do instead is to make a conscientious choice for what you want to eat on every day of the year. And it absolutely should include foods that you enjoy, right? So there's no need for like this booty call situation where you can cheat and not worry about the consequences. This just reinforces desire. And it doesn't actually help to teach you, you know, like how to have a really positive and loving relationship with food, especially the foods that you enjoy. I want you to imagine instead, like what if you could have the foods that you enjoy and also learn how to eat them mindfully in a quantity and a frequency that serves you and your weight loss goal. Does this mean that you could just eat treats in whatever quantity and lose weight? Like, of course not. That's not what I'm saying. But for each of us, we do have the ability to carefully think about the foods that we want to be eating, the foods that we do enjoy, and to recognize like what feels good in my body and what's going to help me to lose weight. That's it. Like it actually can be that simple. But what happens to so many of us when we hear that there is no such thing as like good or bad for you foods is that we start to get nervous. We don't actually think that we can trust ourselves around, you know, all the different foods that we might be tempted by, right? Like the proverbial Mr. Tall, Dark, and Handsome. We think that we don't know what moderation is. We're really afraid that without like very rigid diet plans with limits that are spelled out, that we're just going to go overboard. But what happens for so many of us especially when we're on really rigid diets, is that inevitably we think to ourselves, you know, I'll just cheat this once. It won't matter. And so what's happening is that we 
end up repeatedly, maybe not just once or twice, but like semi-regularly giving into these cheat meals or, you know, booty calls with Mr. Tall, Dark, and Handsome, right? And then what happens is we feel really guilty. We beat ourselves up afterwards. And it doesn't it, it just does not have to be that way. You're actually fully in control. Even if right now you don't feel that way because you don't, you haven't had a loving and trusting relationship with food up until now, I'm here to tell you that you get to completely overhaul your relationship with food and create the relationship that you want, right? Like, what, we, what most of us do not want is to feel scared and nervous around food. We don't want to feel afraid that we're going to lose control, afraid that we'll overeat, afraid that we're not in the driver's seat, afraid that we're going to end up making poor decisions and then pay the price tag with feeling really gross and then feeling badly about ourselves. We don't want that. And, and the issue is that, you know, for a lot of us, We can lose weight using willpower and sheer determination the entire time, but this will mean walking on eggshells around our favorite foods, avoiding them like the plague. And what do you think happens? Yes, for some of us, we lose weight this way, but ultimately what we're not learning is how to have a positive relationship with food. We haven't actually started from scratch and created an actually loving, positive, nurturing relationship with food. So if we're lucky enough to lose weight using willpower and cutting things out of our diet and thinking that we're never going to have cheat meals and booty calls and everything, right? The likelihood that we're going to keep the weight off is not that high because we're afraid that the shoe is going to drop at any moment, that some inevitable situation is going to come up where we're going to be around this food, right? Like Mr. Tall, Dark, and Handsome. And then we're going to go off the rails because we never really learned how to enjoy this food in moderation, right? So this is totally counterproductive. This is the opposite of freedom from food. This is fear. And is this the relationship that you want with food? Probably not. Almost universally, like what everybody that comes to me tells me they want is to be 100% in control around every kind of food, no matter what situation, right? We want to enjoy foods that we like, and we want to feel like we can eat treats on occasion and enjoy them and quit while we're ahead, right? Like stopping before we start to pay the price tag, so to speak, Even if we never really feel any negative effects from eating foods, like I just described, right? Like even if you never get a stomach ache when you overeat, right? Like, can you think about instead the opposite, right? Like, what if I felt amazing by choosing perhaps more nutritionally dense foods, right? Or by having too fewer bites, right? And just not eating quite as much, So we can really create a beautifully loving relationship with food. I want you to imagine, just for a second, okay, work with me on this analogy. I'm getting such a kick out of this analogy. Imagine just for a second that you're on a dating app, 
Okay. And you could literally just click on all the attributes that you want in a partner. And that person would just magically exist and just magically appear in your life. Okay. So let's say you're like, Oh, I want a guy that's like super dependable. He says, you know, he does what he says he's going to do. He's really communicative, always texts back. He's not playing games. He likes routine and planning for the future, but also really enjoys spontaneity and adventures and, you know, a good sense of humor and a lot of the same activities that I like, but is also really independent and not too clingy, but is affectionate, blah, 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 right? Like whatever you want to list out, there's no such thing as too tall of an order. Like you just get to decide who is this ideal person? What is the ideal relationship that you want? And do that with your food. Okay. It really starts by you asking yourself, what is it that you want? There is no reason to be stuck in a rut with food if you can completely overhaul things and create the relationship you want with food. You're not a slave by, to any type of food, okay? What foods bring you enjoyment? What do you want to, like, what do you want your eating to look like during your work week or on evenings or weekends, you know, and I bet if you're really honest with yourself, you might be able to identify things that are working right now for you. And then some other things that perhaps you would like to change, right? Like who knows, maybe late night snacking or mid afternoon snacking. Maybe there's times during the day that you're eating and you know, you're not all that hungry. Look during the work week for me in particular, I like options that are quick and easy go-tos, nothing that's really complicated. I want to be able to have healthy snacks that are going to be filling, but aren't going to drag me down. I want to enjoy eating out. And I have a certain idea of how often I enjoy eating out past that. And I don't enjoy it as much. I like to feel fully in control, no matter what situation I'm in. And I also want to know that no matter what I eat, I never need to feel guilty afterwards. Okay. And instead I can simply course correct and decide what's the next best action that I can take. And if that sounds appealing to you, you can create that for yourself as well. The beauty is that really the relationship you have right now with food, even if it's not the relationship of your dreams, you can totally change it. You are in control. If you feel that your current relationship with food is, you know, rather stale and is not what you're looking for, you don't need to sneak around behind your own back and get enjoyment and your needs met elsewhere. Okay. You can go create the relationship of your dreams. And this isn't the same for everybody. I want you to imagine all of us have, you know, a different idea in our mind of what this ideal relationship looks like. It's the same as finding a partner. We're not all looking for the exact same things. And because of this, there isn't a cookie cutter diet plan or a one size fits all weight loss process that is going to work. Truly, like for me, I want to enjoy my cake and eat it too, which means that I'm going to be honest with myself that eating cake every single day is going to feel gross to me. (laughs) And instead, I'd prefer to admit that there's a frequency that does work for me to maintain my ideal weight. And that's the same for you. So my question for you is, are you open 
to creating a fantastic relationship with food, one where you can maximize the enjoyment while minimizing the price tag with either an upset stomach or weight gain, right? You don't need to second guess anything. You don't need to go behind your own back with cheat meals. You simply get to make conscientious decisions for what you want to be eating and follow through with it. Notice how you're talking about foods. Notice how you think about them in your mind. Notice how you might subconsciously be increasing your desire for certain foods and and upping the ante on them, okay? And in this way, you can start to really objectively think about what you want to be eating, where your enjoyment is coming from, and how you can start to make conscientious choices to improve your relationship with food little by little and start to build trust in your own ability to make awesome choices every single day of the year. Okay, my friends, that is what I have for you today. I really hope that this episode has given you some tools to start the process of revamping, spicing up, or maybe tweaking your own relationship with food. As always, I'm totally, totally rooting for you. And, you know, just really quick before I go, let me tell you about my free class that I'm going to offer next Thursday, November 10th. It's called Weight Loss Essentials Made Simple. So why are you going to want to come to this class? Well, I will be covering the four basics to weight loss success and how even just applying one of these things will help you to start losing weight immediately. Okay. As in within days. So again, it's going to be next Thursday, November 10th, 8.30 p.m. Eastern time, which is 5.30 p.m. Pacific time. To register, you're going to want to go to drnatania.com. That's drnatania.com forward slash simple, S-I-M-P-L-E. Even if you can't join live, be sure to register and then you'll get the replay. Okay, my friends, I can't wait to see you there. I hope you have a fantastic week and I'll see you next time. Hey, if you're ready to start taking action towards permanent weight loss, then go download my five secrets where I'll teach you the top five things to lose weight and keep it off without resorting to restrictive diets, deprivation, or even intense exercising. Go to drnatanya.com forward slash start. That's drnatanya.com forward slash start to get started. It's time to make your weight loss goal a reality.